You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. talking about that but i'm rewatching king of the hill <laughs> i gotta finish that uh, we gotta look that up I don't, i've never bothered to look that up see if there was a trivia game for king of the hill i know mm. we did our own game well, we did our own I don't yeah know. there you go <laughs> fucking any other version chris what but the I'm just hell brand loyalty oh, brand fuck. loyalty fuck brand loyalty this ain't cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> and on that note welcome to this week's edition of the couch bro tatoes i'm alex this is cap morrison and this week we're going to be diving into the boys i thought season. we were talking about cigarettes yeah <laughs> how we should make our own and get the real money <laughs> get it before they get rid of menthol <laughs> god damn you're right that's a good thing i vape <laughs> oh that'll be next man hey look i know they've already gotten rid of most of them but the thing is is i still have like a back supply of the liquid that i made back when i worked at the shop <laughs> so i'm like good until that shit runs out it's fall of 2024 yeah this is alex something good for no, you no. he's like he's got that nicotine itch he's no. already he's already did that weird thing with people's eyebrows but he, he did it with his fingernails he's just like <sighs> no this he's got a notch in his eyebrow but not from like an art perspective <laughs> but just him just stressing the fuck out no <laughs> Pull it and pull it and pull it. That's just the the uh, twenty twenty two version of Dale Gribble. Instead of yeah. cigarettes and Mountain Dew, it's fucking vape and Diet Coke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am Dale Gribble. <laughs> hank, Hank. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't exhale. <laughs> oh God, no! There's something just about as bad for you as cigarettes and vaping. The boy for real though. <laughs> For real, though. We were talking about this the other day about how uh, The Boys is great, but that's not one of those shows. Alex said this. This is a. It's not a show you start your morning with. No, I no. start my morning with it. <laughs> well, you're a monster. Well, I like watching people. <laughs> I am a monster. I like watching. I, I like watching literally fucked up things. It makes my day. <laughs> if I could, if I could just do a study on that. Yeah. To see if I can get a grant to get like 50 people to watch the saddest fucking shit and, and just like measure how much tears come out of their face. What time are we meeting up? Six in the morning. Six in the morning. Why are we watching Schindler's List? <laughs> <laughs> the object is not to cry. <laughs> it's like nine o'clock. So, all right. Got to go work at 10. Enjoy your day. <laughs> just like, fuck. Put those little diodes and uh, wires everywhere on someone's body. I said, if I see you flinch. During the dick scene <laughs> of the boys, of the boys, yeah, yeah, you lose money. <laughs> you start off like a hundred bucks an hour, and then it just starts whittling down, whittling down. Every time you're just like, God damn, dude. Oddly enough, as fucked up as the show is, there have been a couple of moments that made me pumped up for like the next episode. Like, well, like what's gonna happen next? I can't wait a week, you know. <laughs> well, I think it's just part of like that. I don't know. I've we also grew up in that era where you know you would run across those shock websites online and shit like that and it's like it would freak you out but then you'd be like but what else is out there oh, you know so it's like we, we kind of come from that generation so uh-huh. maybe this show was also just kind of praying into that a little bit i think so people our age like i remember like having a roommate in college that would like uh, go to efucked.com uh-huh. every fucking day to be like dude take a look at this and it would be like 
fucking, the most horrendous shit. It's like fucking uh, war zones in Iraq and shit like that on top of, you know, fucked up sex shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just t- tons of shit. And you're just like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just. <laughs> so now just, we just have a TV show version where of all it. all of that is in it. <laughs> yes. Fucked up sex and horrible body Blood, core. guts, and pussy. <laughs> like the dwarves cover. I was going to say, Blag would love this. <laughs> No, uh, season three, though, uh, we, we did retrospectives on seasons one and two. I'm pretty sure I put it on the main feed after I put, you know, the couch potatoes from Patreon to Yeah, Spotify the only thing we're missing from our Patreon channel was the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, okay. but, and, and I did that on purpose because I feel like since that was our earliest thing, not for us to go back and redo those episodes, but maybe do an episode on the prequels an episode on the original trilogy just as kind of a new perspective on it especially with all the new canon that's come out yeah sure that just might I mean, be something yeah down the road down the road we're always talking about star wars anyway exactly star war star the war star war yeah but no i uh, overall what do we think of season three before we kind of go episode by episode we've been doing that here lately hardcore five out of seven five out of seven <laughs> i mean I that's, see what you did there yeah. I, miss, I don't get that, no. but uh, no, you don't get the why it's scored. No, out what is of, that? Out of what? Out of seven. Why seven? The seven. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so Cap, we're reviewing the boys this week, <laughs> right? Well, that was a that was a, that was a pull. Anyway, <laughs> I, don't know, I, I give it like a high, like a high B. Yeah, on a scale. That's like, kind of where I'm at. Yeah, high B. I was I really liked it. I was entertained. There was a lot of like shit that kept me on my seat, but also like it's a highlight for the summer. Really, like it. I think Compared so. to everything else that's come out during the summer, show-wise, it's in the top. It's in the top three. Yeah, because yeah, I, like, I, I still think, think Obi Wan was still really. Damn yeah, like good. You, we still got you know you still got Obi Wan, you still got Stranger Things, you got this, you got so much Snowfall. other stuff. Yeah, Snowfall. You got so much other content that's coming out, and plus other stuff we're waiting on. So right now, yeah, it's top yeah. three. I'd say oh, highlight yeah. for sure. Now it's one of those shows where, that I look forward to seeing every year now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Uh, they had started filming the season four a few weeks ago. They've already started that one. Uh, so I could see us getting another this time next year. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, season four. And Stranger Things won't come back out till 2024. So. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, the boys, though, it kind of seems like they've kind of uh, start, uh, started pushing more buttons and kind of testing more boundaries to, yeah, to so, see, what they, what, see what they can get away with on a platform like Amazon. Yeah, so... The guy that does the show, Eric Kripke, um, he made another show that was okay, um, Supernatural. Oh, really? Yeah, that it, was yeah. him. Oh. And when he first started, he was very like Scooby Doo esque. You know the the characters like Jensen Ackles is there, the guy that plays Soldier Boy. Yeah, um, hmm. it's very in the beginning, it's very like ghost hunting type stuff, and then it goes further, and then the next season goes a little bit further mm. on, on what they could do. Right, uh, and they he really plays up fan service. But the great thing about him doing this, he made it very clear like. Oh no, we're going to do this part of the comic, and we're going to do this part. And you know, he stood his ground, but also with Amazon, as we know, fucking make it, man. Like we yeah. don't care what they have you the budget, do? and we so for that. You want to make you want to make a bloody cartoon about an unknown superhero in the mainstream? Yeah, we did it. Hey, we even got J.K. Simmons to be in the fucker. <laughs> yeah, for real. Well, they got Seth Rogen on this too, and he's just you know, and he, even his comedy movies, he's just you know always pushing buttons and see what he can get away with too. Yeah, I mean, plus you know this cast, a lot of them are like pretty unknown people. Carl Carl Oberon yeah. is like the only one who's had like a film career. But the great cool thing about Carl Carl Oberon is he'll do anything. 
<laughs> He'll be I mean, in any goddamn thing. <laughs> I mean, you got to when you're working like that, I guess. But yeah, yeah it's like, I think it's like the biggest role I've seen him in for sure. I know he was in Thor too. He was in. But, uh, he was in yeah, he's been in Thor, Star Trek, uh, this. Um, Very genre specific. He's been kinda. in like four other comic movies. He was in Preacher, the movie Preacher. Lord of the Rings. Rings. Yeah, he's in Lord of the Rings. So, oh, okay. fandom wise, yeah, Born he's Supremacy. The, yeah, Star Trek, Dread. Yeah. But with he, like he played Judge Dredd. and with Preacher, that was, too, that was shit. That's another like a Seth Rogen connection too. Yeah, um, and like his his list of movies are a lot of nerd fandom stuff. Right. He was at Xena. Really? The Warrior Princess. He's in that show. No, he just has that, you know, that uh, exaggerated, you know, like, I can't tell if he's English or Australian <laughs> with the accent, mm. too. It kind of blends together. <laughs> yeah, he's from uh, he's from New Zealand, I believe. Oh, okay. I could be wrong. But, uh, no, but I love his character in this, especially in this season. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, uh, of course, I, Chris is a lot more knowledgeable on the comics and stuff. I'm guessing you read some of them. You know, oh, yeah. Before or after the after series? season two came out, okay. I finally f- like finished it. Yeah. Um, well, when did you start reading the comics? Did you know about the comics before the yeah. series? Or yeah, because I was series... a, I was a pre- uh, fan of the comic Preacher, mm. and Garth Ennis was a part of that. Seth Rogen was part of that. Yeah. But Garth Ennis is known for his fucked up comics. That was one I read before that I kind of regret reading. It was called Crossed. Oh, I've heard about and that. And Crossed is a very bloody rough series where there's no like hope there is no the good guys prevail and or as soon as they do they will be killed Uh, kind of sounds like this this series like with with the great thing about you know the boys in the comics and even in the tv show you know it's your protagonist and your antagonist and that's it yeah and and it's 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 a great superhero story and it kind of delves into the same path of like Injustice did. Yeah. Of like, let's take a guy who's uber powerful, almost unstoppable, and see what happens if he was a human being. Like, or had they had the mannerisms of a human being. Like, yeah. like, like we've talked about this before. Like, Superman, oh no, he's ultra powerful, he's ultra good. That's what makes him a great fictional character because he wouldn't be altruistic, he wouldn't be perfect. But that's what makes him a great fictional character because he is. Yeah. He's always good. Homelander has good tendencies, but then he'll tell a bitch to jump off the roof. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. And what I was getting at about uh, you knowing a little bit <clears throat> more about the comics is a butcher in the comics is a lot more irredeemable mm-hmm. than the show could portrays him to be. Yeah. So butcher is not likable at all. He has a very specific reasons. Uh, of why he does what he does. So he's just, just as nefarious as, like, say, a Homelander or something like that. If not worse. He's supposed to be just as bad. At, like, yeah, if not worse. Than yeah, by the time you end it in the comics, you really don't know who's worse. And it's, and it's fucked up that way because it's like, in the storyline of the comics, he he doesn't have any, like, saving grace. Right. Homelander is a monster. But by the end of the comics, it's like, I can't tell who the real bad guy is. It seems like it could go in that direction after this season, too. And this too. season, he does. He, he becomes that. He becomes the irredeemable asshole. He, like, they try to pepper in stuff. Like, he had a rough childhood, which was in season one and two. Um, you know, his wife died. His son. This is not his son. You know, these are things the show tries to push to where you want to like Butcher. But in all actuality, he's not likable. 
No. He's not. He's he's a vengeful prick. And he's got to sink down to like, you know, these, you know, these villains level mm-hmm. to get what he wants. And that was too. a great thing that Eric Kripke did. That was one of the things he wanted to keep in. He's like, no, I don't want this guy to be liked. Like he can't be liked. And that's why you have your your MMs, your Huey. Huey. Even Huey. though he kind of started in the comics. <laughs> in the comics, Huey is almost irredeemable. Because like very early on, it's just like, oh no, Huey's a fucking psychopath <laughs> because his wife died. I mean, they kind of fucking, uh, you know, they make him an asshole in this series too. Like, I'm not spoiling anything because the comic's fucking years old. Well, also spoiler for the whole fucking yeah. thing if you're listening to this. But like, yeah. Butcher and Huey go at it in a really fucked up way that could be the next season. You'd never know, but you know we'll get to why. Why? But these guys, these guys are your likable ones. Mm-hmm. You know your MMs, uh, Huey and uh, uh, Starlights, Starlight Kamiko, and the other guy, the drug dealer. Yeah. Um, these guys are likable because they're just wrong for the ride. Mm-hmm. You know he they, he asked for help and they came. Yeah. Now they have skills, but they they don't have the drive. Of doing nasty shit like Butcher right. does. By the way, I like Amazon's flex with uh, Mother uh, MM. Anytime he shows up, he's wearing like a different uh, hip hop t shirt. Yes. It's just like that's just Amazon going like, we have the rights to all of these fucking logos. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And they've actually created like a small mythos around the whole thing. Like in the background, if you like, if you look, there's a lot of like posters and stuff like that, fictional mm-hmm. things that are actually in the boys' comic. Yeah. So there's a, um, there's a flyer in, uh, mm's apartment that we see that all the time and it's like a black panther one but it's not really a black panther one and i'm just like oh that's a cool little easter egg if you know what you're looking for and i didn't notice until the last episode um but But yeah let's go ahead and go episode to episode uh episode one was payback uh one year after the stormfront scandal the boys are uh the boys work as uh contractors for victoria newman's bureau of superhero affairs to apprehend rogue soups uh with huey campbell as her liaison yes so they've kind of consolidated butcher's team into a government funded group um Uh, led by one of the more dangerous ones yeah um (laughs) and it's a good it's a good pull because you know it gives them resources it gives them what they need Mm -hmm. to do it gives them information um but they don't know Victoria's. No, uh, the great thing about Victoria is she's the worst of them all. Yeah, she knows what she's capable of. She knows what she wants to do, and she will do it. She is the Stephanie McMahon of this uh, this operation with uh, yes, yes, <laughs> with, Gu- with Gustavo Frain as Vince. <laughs> Gustavo Frain. Yeah, you that's not right. as ca- that's what it'll it. always be to me. You got to say it right, Frain. Frain. That's right. Frain. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito, one of the greatest villains. And shout out to him on Far Cry 6 for being a badass villain in that, too. Yeah, he's <laughs> just become one of the, your go-to TV villain actor now. Yeah. Um, and he's great at it. But no, she... Huey is like her right-hand man, too, which I thought was pretty cool, you know? Yeah. Because Huey, who went from a guy who worked at an electronics shop to becoming a soup killer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm not talking about the food. Uh, <laughs> uh, because if you think about it, like... Two days after beating Butcher, he kills one of the seven. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's on his motherfucking resume for life. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, you remember that guy you killed? Yeah, yeah. He was, you know, really liked. Yeah, you killed him. Like, <laughs> So you might as well have assassinated the president. Yeah, you might as well work for the government. 
<laughs> and he does. He ends up working yeah, for the government. Exactly. <laughs> which is like some weird pseudo version of the X Men, like anti government part, you know, the anti X Men government. Right, anti mutant, like yeah, X Men Three with the, the anti mutants. Yeah, he's one of those guys. <laughs> At which point, uh, Stan Edgar appoints Annie, who is now publicly dating Huey, the co-captain of the Seven, to repair Vought's international reputation uh, with the un- unsuccessfully attempting to sell the uh, V-24 Compound V variant that temporarily grants superpowers to the Secretary of Defense, Robert Singer. So at this point, yeah. Uh, just has kind of gone south because of Homelander's bullshit and everything else that's gone bad. The Stan is now not getting the uh, contracts he wants, in which you kind of figure out through this whole season that money really does rule Vaught. Oh, this is like just like a play on like you know what uh, you know American corporations and stuff like that too. It's kind of like seeing like we t- we well, joked it's about it's a business exactly. There's like. I think like Vault's kind of like it seems like they're Disney or like WWE or something like that like an entertainment group well yeah well it's like we always knew you know they were the evil in all of this but you know evil comes in many forms what is the ultimate evil that they want do they want ultimate power yeah to a point but you really find out that Stan's ultimate goal in this is money he doesn't care about how popular it is and everything else. He just wants money. And I, it is money. It's also the power, too, because remember, like, to have control Stan, over Stan, fucking Stan Homelander. Is, has more power than anyone because he can control the view. Like, so, like, Stormfront, like, going back to season two, you know, Stormfront caused the issue with being a Nazi. Yeah. Right. Homelander being associated with her drops him down a peg because people don't say that part out loud. Um, and, uh, yeah, these are ratings. Like yeah, everybody gets like yeah. scale, it's like Instagram followers but, yeah, and shit like, like that. And so, so it's run kind of like a Disney corporation who also sells missiles. Yeah. So like, um, all right, cool. You know, we really love Captain America, but he's really like too American. And it's so like let's make him uh, Sam the Black. You know, right? Let's 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 just change it up. And yeah. I could tell like watching it. And going back to the uh, the guy that's running for president, Singer, uh, that's another little uh, thing if you're a fan of the uh, show Supernatural. He just kept the same name. Oh, nice. It, it, it's just huh. the same fucking name. He plays Robert Singer in, a, in the show Supernatural. He plays Robert Singer in this. Nice. That's hilarious. Because I was thinking about it as soon as you said it, I was just like, no, there's no way that... I just realized that was an Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But... Um, and he's a great he's a great actor because I just love how he's just sitting there with Stan, realizing like you are sitting with Gustavo Frade, right? Yeah. <laughs> you are sitting with a guy who could have you killed, and holy shit, the amount of like asinine conversation he has to have with this man just to be told. We're giving your military superpowers, <laughs> right? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, see, the reason why I say though. They, of course, want power, duh. Yes. They, they need the power. But I still feel like money is Stan's ultimate goal because he makes it very clear that he does not give a shit about Homelander. Oh, that's the, his o- job. the only reason he cares about Homelander is because it keeps the image of Vought. No. If he was able to just, at a press of a button, get rid of all the soups and be able to just license out that compound V to the government he would so that's why i really feel like his ultimate goal is just the money of it all he he wants a successful chain of superhumans well as through a, that will come power well as a ceo that is his job is to make say, the company more profitable than ever yeah and that's why you know 
going into the show, he does what he does, even from the early 80s. What the, the steps he takes are steps toward, all right, an image makes money, money gives you the power. So, like, I understand what you're saying. Like, it is kind of a smart play to just be a weapon seller, but yeah. eventually those weapons are used against you. That's why he keeps but, the seven, because those are the top tier. All the other ones that Vought makes... They do the same thing like we did with fast food. They S A B C D yeah, tier these yep, motherfuckers, yep. and that's why we, that's why we have these other superheroes we see that have powers, but they're not superheroes. Yeah, you know what I'm they're saying? They're like the A B C D tier yeah, kind of yeah, and that's, levels and, and shit. You know, and on Stan's part, it's smart to mm. keep the strongest. But the it's fastest. Also, but it's also entertainment yeah, too. But also the cruelest of them all at the top because he could be like, I can replace you with this guy. He's likable. And in the back of Stan's mind, he's like, This guy's costing us money. Let's kill this motherfucker right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's let's just go ahead and get this done. And see, and right there, that line there is also what leads me to believe that money's his ultimate thing. This guy is costing us money, let's kill yeah. him. He genuinely doesn't care about even the image of a superhero. He just cares about the image making some cash. Well, the image of the superhero is the image of Vaught. Yeah. Because it's like a Disney brand. You know, it's yeah, like exactly. a, if a tainted brand gets in there, guess what? We're not gonna make movies about that shit anymore. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like <laughs> it's tainted. We'll bring it back in twenty years as a nostalgia thing make a pixar movie and that's mulan it. we're gonna mm-hmm. wait a little bit yeah, yeah let's 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 what bought is is if disney had missiles like you said yeah let's try not to film a movie about uh, women's empowerment in a place where the holocaust is happening <laughs> for muslims <laughs> let's try not to do that guys <laughs> it's gonna be a while before we see brer creek yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, so it's, it is an image thing, and they, I love the fact. That, uh, Good, I'm glad you called. Yeah, that. I love that they use the rating system. Yeah, this, this like Gallup poll of all mm-hmm. the superheroes, and she's so she's likable more than Homelander. One because she's not some all powerful asshole killing people. Uh, she she hasn't been there long enough, so there's not enough there to hate her. And she looks innocent and sweet and all that yeah, too. She's a, yeah. she's a girl next door. Right. Who could burn your eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> and then Chris's favorite character, Queen Maeve, secretly works with Butcher and has him investigate Payback, a disbanded superhero team whose leader, Soldier Boy, mysteriously who mysteriously died in hopes of finding a weapon capable enough of killing Homelander. Yes. Yeah, so, at this point, they're still on that thing of we just got to kill the motherfucker. So this, this is a great little story line because it gives you a tiered timeline so before homelander and the seven and their movies and their popularity and the rating system there was soldier boy soldier boy reagan's top man not the rapper yeah but basically captain america too yeah (laughs) tell him tell him um (laughs) the but like soldier boy is the first superhuman like he's the Captain America one, you know, which kind of plays into the whole vault serum making soups. They're not, but but real quick, I thought about this, and I'm glad you brought this part up because I want I meant to ask you about this after the episode was done, but then I put it in the back of my head. I was like, now nah, we're going to talk about it on the show. So Soldier Boy was the first superhuman. Didn't we get exposition? I hadn't rewatched the season since we uh, since it aired, but in season two, didn't we get exposition from Stormfront? talking to Homelander saying that Stormfront was the very first one and that Homelander was supposed to be the better one of her. Storm- and that's part of the reason she liked him so, so much. She gives, a, she gives a very detailed explanation in this real quick. Um, in that conversation, she's like, 
you are the best of us. Right. So that gives a connotation that we failed a lot of fucking times. Mm-hmm. You are Project 938. Yeah. And we nailed it. We fucking nailed it. 937 of them are fucking useless. Right. <laughs> and a soldier boy is that. He's He, he is a part okay. of it. So think about soldier boy is he's he, so is he number one no so stormfront is actually number one that's why she's still standing because she was born in 1929 right she was endowed with superpowers lightning and the eternal youth <laughs> yeah i don't think we really get a year on what your soldier boy in the show so soldier boy got his power so we know Soldier Boy fought in World War Two. Yeah, in fought quote unquote. Yeah. He appeared in Normandy, which happened on June 6, nineteen forty one. Right. So he had to be probably in his twenties. So he's probably born in the twenties. Um, and him to do the invasion of mm-hmm. Normandy, yes, would have to be somewhere in June of forty one. Yeah. So we at least know he's born in the nineteen twenties at okay. the at at the guesstimation. Right. 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 All right so at some point. And he talks about his dad being a steel baron. Steel barons were big in the twenties, so okay. most likely well, it's all lining up. It's yes, all, all lining. And he so, refers to was uh, refers to meth as Benny's. Yeah, also Benny's. big in the twenties. Yes, <laughs> big in the twenties, thirties, and forties because yep. that's how you beat that's how you beat fucking armies. Put your guys on Benny's. Yes, and the jets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's safe to say he was probably born in 1919, 1920. 1941 comes around. He's twenty, twenty one. He joins Vault. His dad. You know, he talks about his dad being a shit heel, so he takes a shortcut, mm-hmm. becomes the greatest American hero, fights in Normandy, Korea, Vietnam, all the way up to the right. 80s and the Contras, where we meet him with Edgar and Payback. Yes. yes. And think about... Which we do get kind of in that little bit of a uh, background slightly in this scene, too. The only thing is, in the comics, <clears throat> Soldier Boy is just a name. Yeah. In the comics, Soldier Boy existed, fought, and died. And then someone else picked up the mantle. Yeah. Oh, okay. So So it really is a little bit more of a Captain America Yeah, so he ages like Captain America. It takes a while, but he does age. Um, And it goes into Captain America because you can freeze him. Yeah. Yeah. And so with the whole payback team, it is this like first X-Men team, which I think is fucking hilarious (laughs) because you have Crimson Countess, which is a great allegory for like uh, Psych or... um, What's her name? Uh, kind of like a Miss Marvel back when she was blonde uh, and had the giant S on her chest. Yeah. Uh, and then you had the Dynamite Twins, which are the Justice League Wonder Twins. Yeah, I was Wonder say. Twins activate. They, and they're shit people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you had like your Professor X type character. That gets in your mind. Yeah. And yeah. you had your Bucky mm-hmm. and who, Black Noir. You had Black Noir. And, you know, you had all these characters, you know. That were part of a expedition force, and you had the dragonfly guy. I forgot yeah. about him. He got killed by uh, Sam. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a short air missile. <laughs> right. Um, but, but yeah. So essentially, uh, Soldier Boy mysteriously dies in one of those uh, scenes. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, whatever killed him could possibly kill Homelander as well. Yes. So we need to find this weapon. Mm. So yeah. So they kind of send them off on that path. Um, and then let's see. Uh, uh, she also gives Butcher several vials of the V twenty four. To my Maeve does right. Yeah. Yes, Queen Maeve, which is the temporary the temp V. We'll yes. just call it. Yeah. And um, basically, he's kind of scoffs at it at first, but then like kind of turns around and uses. Not it gonna later. be like you, Lord, or whatever the fuck he <laughs> yeah, says. Yeah, yeah. He, 
<laughs> she's like just in case he's just like i will fucking need well, it that's, that's something they try to do to make him redeemable he's like I have a line I'm not going to cross. But then he just fucking crosses it. Immediately. Yeah, yeah immediately. Immediately. Without and, hesitation. And like the ca- <laughs> the casualness of shooting up. Yes. A fucking <laughs> green, <laughs> green, neon green substance that looks like it was made heroin. Like, yeah, like soup heroin. And like, <laughs> but they treat it like they're smoking cigarettes in this yeah, fucking show. Yeah. And like, he's just casually shooting up. And what was cool is, which I don't, I don't like, is... We see adults get mm-hmm. V, compound V, and they become superheroes. We see other ones that are children, which works out just a little better. But we see what his his powers would be. Yeah. Which is Homelander. Mm-hmm. He with would the- be Homelander, a super-powered brute with laser vision and flight, because we see him fly for a temporary second. And I'm like... That's it. That's the crux of the thing. It's who has power and who maintains power. It's it's the great story of like it's like a Spider Man Venom type thing. It's like oh no, I could be the bad guy or I could still be Spider Man. And the thing is, too, I could eat people or I could be Venom. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> the more I'm kind of thinking about, it, they really did do a good job at trying to show that Butcher is just as bad as Homelander, just without the powers. Mm-hmm. And in fact. They kind of lean into the whole idea that Butcher would be worse mm-hmm. than Homelander. It's kind of like- because think about it. With Homelander's powers, even within, even without going into the further episodes, just from what we've seen in season one and two between flashbacks and this little bit already, he has done a lot of irredeemable, horrible, horrible mm-hmm. things. All in the name of wanting family, trying to force people to love him. Yeah. Whether it be trying to force his love on Queen Maeve and you kind of learning about that backstory and all that. So it's like everything he's doing is in motivation of wanting love, wanting family. You see, when Butcher gets his powers, he's just like, ha ha ha, fuck you, fuck you. He doesn't have any sort of redeeming pull to having his power other than destruction. As bad as Homelander is, his destruction is through what he sees an end goal to be. Yeah. There's really no end goal when Butcher has his power other than destroy. Yeah. So if Butcher had permanent V, he would actually be worse than Homelander. Yeah. It's like, well, after you kill Homelander, what's next? Just from a mental next? standpoint. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was kind of interesting yeah. because uh, it winds up going into the second episode a bit more because basically they just kind of end this one up with um, uh, Huey encounters a guy named uh, Tony who claims to be Newman's best friend and calls her Nadia, which is a little odd. He was mm-hmm. just like, that's, that's the first little sign of people figuring her out i feel like uh which at that point huey follows the pair into an alley where tony urges her to tell the truth about red river she refuses prompting tony to reiterate before she kills him with her powers unaware of huey's presence so at that point now huey knows uh she's the best has been blowing up heads (laughs) so we do see like that guy does have some type of superpower some type of super strength a little bit because she hugs him yeah she hugs him and that's when her eyes roll back Mm -hmm. and she starts popping arteries in the dude's brain and yeah. he realizes what's happening and he drops that bitch yeah and that's when we see like oh she's a little bit tougher than the rest and then boom and she doesn't just pop a head she pops the whole goddamn corpse it just yep. explodes <laughs> yeah it looks like a caliber corpse cover I think. <laughs> it does <laughs> 
<laughs> and then episode two is uh, as the boys are investigating Soldier Boy's death, Huey visits Red oh, River. Are we not going to talk about that one part from episode one? <laughs> Do we have to? Here's a quick Hollis summary. Hollis is going to slide through it. No. Uh, here's a quick su- here's a quick summary. Ant Man blows up a dude's dick in yeah. his body. All right, I so. sat here cackling like a goddamn Disney villain. This motherfucker's curled up like he just watched a house fire. Right. And, like, and that was the end of that. I know. And I was just kind of like, oh, that happened. And that is a funny fucking story. Like yeah. them filming that because uh, the interviews for this show they talk about. Oh, when we did Hero Gasm, some of us walked off set and had to take a smoke break. Like, and like, so oh, we're not even to Hero Gasm. Yeah, yet. but like, so, but when they talk about this scene, they're like, "Oh, episode one, yeah, we all had to take a fucking break because like we were they got and it was because they got told of it. They didn't film it. They were told what was going to happen. And like, I love the guy that plays MM's response. He's like, "I swear to God, I would have quit this show if they had gone up my ass <laughs> because that was a scary part of it. Because the guy turned really small, like Ant Man, yeah. and going up his leg. He's like, hey, he's in my leg. He's in my leg. He's in my leg. <laughs> He's going to my ass. I wonder if that's a Seth Rogen idea. I could see him oh, going like, what if he goes inside his dick? I found out it was like fan service for all the people who wanted the whole Ant-Man Thanos thing. Oh my <laughs> it God. was just a funny joke. <laughs> yeah, no. Because in the Discord, uh, I think Paul and Eric had both uh, started watching the show before uh, either Chris and I had gotten to yet. Yeah. And... Um, because we actually, it, cause, oh, because they'd come out in the middle of watching Stranger Things, and we were like, no, 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 Stranger Things, yeah, right. <laughs> the strangest of things. And uh, so we, it took us a few days to watch it, and finally we were just like, fuck it, let's put it on. And in the Discord, that just kept saying, "Geez, episode one, dot, 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 don't sneeze, I know don't it. sneeze, guys." And I'm like, "What's that about?" And we finally get to it, and then it's like we see him get small and like start scratching his nose and I'm like oh, no doing, no 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 from so doing like, blow and- yeah so, so it's like a good 15 seconds before it happened I knew it was about to happen I'm like no 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 other no, thing no. where it's just like you see like a deflated like you know playpen or some shit like that and it looks like a dick with a dude outside of it <laughs> yeah and I'm just like oh no oh no so, so yeah. it's like I was already cringing when he was going in the urethra right <laughs> and then like by the time the pop happened I'm like already like clutching my knees just like ah and Chris is over here ha 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 no. ha ha my, my favorite part is when Butcher gets uh, gets him in a fucking baggie of coke. Oh yeah, and, just, <laughs> and, and shakes him, shakes like him. his fucking chicken shake and bake. <laughs> and he's just like, you know, he pours him on the table, and of course he's just like, just covered in cocaine. Just and like, he's, like, he's, like, he's, he's ODing. <laughs> and then Butcher's like, fucking lightweight. <laughs> and it's just like, oh Butcher, you you would survive, you would survive a mountain of cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell, <I> would. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that that happened. But yeah, that's all of episode one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it gets so much worse <laughs> because because it, it shows it shows the thing about Butcher too because he could have killed him. He could have just squished that motherfucker. Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, view, uh, Huey visits Red River, the orphanage for superpowered children, and uh, copies its records, learning that Newman is Edgar's adopted daughter, which I thought was a pretty interesting little. Tie I love in I love there. Huey going to this place because. It's under the pretense that he's going to adopt him and him and him and uh, Starlight are going to adopt. Yeah. And then he meets these fucking kids and he is scared. Yeah. There's like the teleporting kid who's just like right there in his face. Uh Uh-huh. Play with a block. Then right back in his face. (laughs) And it's just like, (laughs) what? That's scary. 
fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah picture ki- little kids from with like soup. parents that you know with powers. It's the, this is kids from The Incredibles. Like, it's the yeah. baby. Jack yeah. Jack is yeah, the yeah, baby. Yeah. And it's just like, he turns into a demon. <laughs> 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 yeah. Which, uh, there's an Easter egg about that in Monsters Inc. I think it's funny. <laughs> uh, Frenchie and Kimiko. Uh, or Kimiko, uh, Kimiko, Kimiko. Yeah, I've always just said, yeah, whatever. Uh, the unmasker of Scooby Doo gang. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> she has the greatest Scooby. It's like the Scooby Doo fatality. Yeah, <laughs> she just rips their mask off. That's their face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they confront Soldier Boy's widow, uh, Crimson Countress, at Vought's theme park, um, but she escapes and mistakenly kills an innocent in process. So Kimiko, they go. So there's two reasons they're going. Yeah, Kimiko. Never really went to a theme park. And Kimiko has like the campiest ideas of fun. She likes right. Well, she also coasters. has the campiest ideas of America. Yeah. So she like, she like, she wants to go see a roller coaster. She wants to have the big burger. She wants to. She's been in to Russia musicals. for like all her life yeah, or she's whatever. She's using like the traffic, the Red Dragon traffic ring or some shit. Yeah. Anyway, she has a nostalgia look at everything, which is cool, you know, for someone as beastly as she is it's very innocent it's great it works out for her because she does have like an innocent face unless she's ripping off another man's face yeah. right um, <laughs> um or more, punching a, punching her fist through their chest yes. <laughs> um, so it it, it kind of creates this false narrative of what she thinks everything is because frenchie's like yeah we could go on this we could do this we could do, but we have to do this first and i'm like no you don't <laughs> no you don't it's, it's not that imperative Frenchie run away like, run go, away with the girl like yeah yeah that's exactly the whole crux of it like just fucking leave man yeah. you don't have to do of, this and that's kind of their argument back and forth in the whole season and I'm kind of on Kamiko's side I'm like y'all just go yeah go, go, like, to, go, to, go to Vault Land she yeah. didn't want to kill well cause I'm sitting here going I'm like Huey's got Starlight fuck Butcher you know even though he's an enjoyable character on the show if I knew him in real life fuck Butcher yeah. you know M.M. you know he really just wants to be with his fucking family Frenchie run off with your girl and go live your life man go ahead and enjoy yourself and what I like about this there's a I don't know if you like you know when you kind of like see something one time you start noticing it everywhere um the sign language part yeah so she we have asl here in america american sign language but there's also variants in europe and asia and stuff like that right she uses a variant mm-hmm. which i think is pretty neat i had never seen before and then i started seeing it in other stuff like in the eternals and stuff like that and like on an exclusive, you know, inclusive part of it, it's neat. Yeah. But I'm just like the amount of detail that went into her trying to sign mm-hmm. in three different continents sign language <laughs> is hilarious. <laughs> and the fact that and the fact that Frenchie knows every single one of them is another part of him. I'm just like that's fucking amazing. Yeah. Like Props I would I would Frenchie. have a fucking field day trying to mime with this bitch. Fuck, I never would about, have Do that. you want a fucking cotton candy or some <laughs> shit? <laughs> Or a ride on the teacups. Like, I can't tell what you want. <laughs> I can see, you know, just your deadpan stare. Just. Yeah. Like, like I, only know, I, only, I only know enough to hang out with a deaf. Enough. <laughs> but You're not, like, hi, how are you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I about shot one one time. <laughs> I thought he was talking shit. Yeah, he, he was talking shit. He was miming shit, dude. Yeah. I saw that shit. <laughs> the fuck did you say to me? I saw you talking shit, motherfucker. <laughs> I like it when there's a scene in a movie. He's she's, she's like, he's like, stop yelling! Because <laughs> they do that in the Adams family with Thing. He's just like, doing yes. This. He's like, I hate when you stutter. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it, 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 
it's something I caught very early on in the show when they started hanging out with her, and, you know, when they rescue her and stuff like that. But now she's part of the gang, and I think they kind of like underestimate her a lot of times because she is just she could casually kill all of them. And that's what happens. She accidentally kills like to the to bypass her. Yeah. Or, or was it her or the uh, the other lady? I thought it was uh, Kimiko that did because she because that was like uh, kind of led to her feeling. Like she was a monster. She killed an innocent. Well, that was later on. Oh, okay. okay. But, uh, so okay. So it was uh, Crimson Countess that yeah, killed. Yeah. So Vince. Crimson okay. Countess. They did the fight with Crimson Countess, and I love the first day. Grab her hands, and it's just like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because if she puts her hands together, yeah. you're fucked. Yeah, because <laughs> she's like a laser beam the whole fucking time. Right. But she. They love their laser beams on yeah. this show. It's probably cheap to make. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's not like it's like eighty Star Wars. This <laughs> is right. cheap after a while. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, like, the funny thing is, like, you see a superhero downfall from their prime. So, she was, like, big in the 80s, mm-hmm. maybe in the 90s. But after that, she runs a chimpanzee reserve because now she's by herself. She doesn't, she's got her own brand. She's got her own fucking theme park. She and you know what she reminded me of? Carol Baskins. Carol Baskins. <laughs> she, she does, uh, and she does Carol, uh, cam girl stuff at night. Yes. Yes. <laughs> For, like, what, $400 a minute or some ridiculous yes. shit? It was, yeah. like, you see the ticker going? And Seth yeah. Rogen's like, I, all right, I appreciate this fucking shit, but like, you gotta keep us going. Right. <laughs> but no, they oh, esca- yeah. uh, she escapes, and mm-hmm. I think that's pretty funny because it's like, you know, you, you see the part where she kills, she kills the mascot, yeah, blows his giant foam head off, right, and there's blood guts everywhere. everywhere. And Kamiko's like, ah! and Kimiko's like, God damn it! Like, well, actually, Kamiko's like dead, <laughs> but she's like. She wanted a day off. Yeah, and like they deserved a fucking day off of after you know trying to fight Ant Man. Yeah, <laughs> and they go to Fortland, Disneyland, whatever, and yeah, their day is ruined by blood and guts yet again. Yeah, and then we find out that she's really into musicals mm-hmm. too, which I thought was funny. Yeah, all the while uh, after learning about Newman's powers from Huey, Butcher does take a dose of the uh, Tip V and uses it to kill Soldier, Soldier Boy's former sidekick, Gunpowder. Gunpowder became a psychopath. <laughs> what was cool about Gunpowder is he was like a Bucky, but his special skill was shooting guns. Mm-hmm. So he had like that Deadpool type accuracy, kind of like Bullseye. Yeah. That's who he reminded me of, Bullseye. Like never misses. Never that misses. Kind of trope. And so with with Butcher, he took the Temp V, yeah. but it took a while to activate. Mm-hmm. And so he gets clipped in the leg. Yeah. And then it becomes a knockdown drag out between him and this motherfucker. Yeah. And it is, it's all in the crux that he like Butcher thinks he was molested by Soldier Boy. Yeah. He was not. He was beaten as a child, though, mm-hmm. by Soldier Boy, which I think was a, a cool little cool little changeover right because it goes from sexual abuse to just regular abuse right and then he gets fucking angry yeah and then they go toe to toe and that's when it comes out the confession was it was a group effort Mm -hmm. to not kill soldier boy but to sell him out and that was a cool fucking like because we saw the battle because and it's butcher he's betrayed again Mm -hmm. by the cia agent woman so she lied again and she keeps fucking lying because she lied about Lamplighter. Now she's lying about this shit. It's like, how deep did this fucking go, you bitch? Because I think she knows more now. Yeah. I think she she probably knows a lot fucking more. It's a CIA agent. What do you expect? Yeah. Because um, you had made the point of, hey, do you think so-and-so's alive? Well, after after hearing this bitch talk, yeah, I think he, she, he might be a fucking alive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, that goes into 
but you're losing control, yeah. like Homelander does. And yeah, and that's when he just starts. Zzz, zzz, yeah, he, he cuts through this motherfucker like Jason. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, for real, it's rough. Like, <laughs> and you see that shit. And you're like, God, damn, he might be able to. Like, when I first saw it, it wasn't my mind of him losing control. It was my mind of well, he might actually be fucking Homelander. He might in a knockdown drag out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he might. He might put one on him because that's why you're going into this. Like, when, when are we going to see the character of Homelander get fucking destroyed? You know, yeah. that's why we're. That's why I'm invested. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit. Before we started up the episode, I said that it felt like the season kind of spun its wheels, and as much cool shit that happens in the series, a lot of cool shit can happen when you're spinning your wheels. Though it felt like the story itself didn't progress as far as the previous two seasons had progressed the story. Because, for instance, we ended season two with, we gotta kill Homelander. We didn't even see Homelander get beat up. Well, I'm sitting here uh, listening to like uh, Chris's analysis of the uh, original series and how uh, we're seeing these characters of uh, Homelander and Butcher kind of like... Psst you know change as these stories progress too and right but 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 if the whole thing is we need to kill homelander well duh we're not going to kill him in this season you can't kill him in this season but i wanted to see homelander get hurt i wanted to see him get beat up like a whole lot of people get hurt and beat up but not homelander and that's the reason i say it felt like we kind of he does got to take a beating in episode seven yeah, you see him bleed and get you know and cut that, up, and see people respond to it like, in the going, series like, too. Going to episode seven where he's fighting, but but it wasn't the boys. It was Butcher Hewing's Soldier Boy fighting Homelander. Yeah, yeah and that's a, and that was a big, main, that, that was almost a fucking done deal until he flew away. But yeah. I like, but I like but that. he was taking a beating. But that uh, idea of like the 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 hero and the villain switching roles potentially later on is intriguing because you know it's kind of like in Game of Thrones where like the Homelander esque heel character in that show gets killed off in like the season three. Well, then what do you do from there as far as like, what are you invested in? You, yeah. And then you all of a sudden you have like eighteen different fucking storylines. <laughs> well, see, and I would have been cool with that. Like, I I hope they don't try to redeem Homelander. They won't. No, there's no way to. I think it's there's no way to redeem by giving him his family. No, no, because that, that, no, that's a corruption of family of the family unit. Yeah, they, but but if Homelander's happy, all too fucking bad. That's that, like Darth Vader getting Anna or getting yeah. Luke at the end of fucking Jedi. Let's like say like, oh, is Darth Vader redeemable because he kills Palpatine at the end and now Luke's okay? No, yeah, he still slaughtered people. Yeah, well, he's still a villain. I, I guess at the end of the day, I just don't want Homelander to be happy. That that's where I. And that's great. That's the great thing about storytelling mm-hmm. is if you hate the person enough to wish that level of hate, mm-hmm. that's great writing. Yeah, that's and, why, and that's and, why I like the series. So and that's much. why I liked about uh, Game of Thrones because there's a, the one character is just like, oh my god, I hate this bitch. This and, piece and, of and I shit's think that's why go. they've done a good job, but not a good enough job on making uh, Butcher just as unredeemable as Homelander. Because at the end of the day, I would still like Butcher just to be happy. Because I feel like if he was just happy, he would knock his shit off. I think we're still... He's still the, the face, the baby face. And this, a uh, little bit. Like, he's done some bad shit. But in this bad shit universe, it feels like he has that little bit of, like, if he could just get his shit over with, he'll be okay. I don't want that for Homelander, though. So, so a great look at this is episode one of the series is we see Homelander may take out a terrorist or whatever. You know... And they eviscerate this motherfucker. And then we're introduced to Butcher with Huey. And he takes down a soup immediately. 
that's the same story just on different parallels a soup killed a human being a human being killed a soup they're on a crash course until it's just them too so there is no protagonist antagonist this is an immovable object hitting an unstoppable force and whatever happens is just collateral none of them give a shit and that's what i liked about it because it carries over to this season very hard because no matter how much butcher needs to be happy he can't be happy yeah he is the what he's based upon is vengeance there is no other emotion in storytelling that you can add to that character and still make them likable like in the punisher the punisher is nothing but vengeance and hate you're not supposed to like him at all it's like the anti-hero yeah and he do, he's doing something with drive and force that seems good that's something that like a revenge fantasy but that's it if you try to rewrite him a different way you fuck up the whole narrative mm-hmm. you can't make him into a peter parker type character you can't well, make him likable well the reason i say that though is like so in season two though butcher gets to finally be around becca again yeah <clears throat> and you see a change in him you see the thing of like if he can just get becca out of this that he can start working himself to being okay again because his mission is going to be nearly complete. Well, Homelander has a son, and the motherfucker's still crazy. Well, that's that's and, and that's where I'm. And well, that's, that's where I still look at like Butcher, at least maybe not being written quite bad enough. Well, that's a great story of a vengeance tale. Everything you do to go progress, you're leaving ripples effect that's going to bite you in the ass later on. Mm-hmm. Like what and, happens with the the son in yeah, this so, series so too. He, 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 he protects the son. He protects Becca. What happened? Becca dies, and now the son's all alone. Mm-hmm. All right. Then we get to the next part of the story where they go back to. All right. So the son is in hiding with the CIA agent. They go in. They go in there talking to her. She gives a whole story of the payback team. Blah 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 blah. The Russians took them. Payback was responsible. They took a hit. It looks like they took a beating. Yeah. Blah blah blah. And that's all we're given. Mm-hmm. And that's when Butcher t- takes a realization. It's like, oh fuck, if I'm still around this boy. He's going to fucking die or, or he, something's going to happen he, to him. He's going to get took. Yeah. I'm going to die and he's going to see it. And then the whole, my whole vengeance tale stops because yeah. that's, if you stop the vengeance tale, that's it. Yeah. So the only crux of this whole story of someone being happy is Huey and Starlight. <laughs> the t- yeah. That's the only thing that can be positive in a show or a story like this mm-hmm. is Huey loved and lost and found love again. Starlight was assaulted. She found someone she's safe with. And that's it. That's the whole part of the boys. And Frenchie and Kimiko. Yeah, there, there's, there's, there's a chance. Like in, the comics, in the comics, it's Huey and Starlight-centric. Yeah. Because it's that's the drive of the narrative. It's like they're trying to work with their friends to try to get this situation handled. Mm-hmm. But these two forces, Butcher and Homelander, are making it really fucking hard. Yeah. So, yeah, because they're on... way difficult, and we need it to fucking be. Yeah, because they <laughs> like, and, that's, with... and that's the thing about Butcher. Butcher's willing to sacrifice his whole fucking team to do one fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's ridiculous. Sacrifices relationship with his... And Homelander will fat shame people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. I like how he's... Hey, <laughs> Trey, you piece, piece of, of shit. shit. <laughs> Honey, you having another fucking milkshake fatty? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, this dude is like an athlete. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, so right after that conversation with Mallory, uh, M.M. rejoins the boys, uh, seeking to avenge his family's death by Soldier Boy's hands. So that's a pretty good narrative push for him as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after learning that Stormfront committed suicide, because by that point, yeah, this was <laughs> this. a random thing. I was expecting them to do a little more with this. I, I felt it was kind of... Like, it was random. It was yeah. It was kind of random. You I thought like we didn't need all of this leading up to it. Go ahead though. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You find out the Stormfront is being held like a chicken nugget in a little safe house in Vought Tower or whatever, and Homelander still like Caesar and like they still have like this weird sexual undertone yeah. to their relationship. Yeah, he and gets shit. A t- he gets a tug with her one arm. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the fuck. <laughs> I, I think that's why that's that's probably a good reason to get rid of her because it's just like it's. A drag on the story mm-hmm. it's like now we're constantly walking about another character who was a big bad but it's nothing now yeah hey, chicken nugget. they shouldn't have just held on to her they nah. should have just let her go yeah and i think that that was the easiest way they could without yeah. saying oh no she just died <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> never mind <laughs> it was good to see her heartbroken when she died too so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so uh, yeah r.i.p nazi she's fully gone now uh yeah and r.i.p nazi the official stance of alex <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> Please call just, her out by her just, name. Just Alex. Just, Al- <laughs> just Alex. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like sitting here observing it. I'm like, take it. Like if you read it just as oh, a no, sentence, not Stormfront. <laughs> yeah, I was like, if you read it just as a sentence, yeah, that maybe sounds bad, but in context, no, fuck it. <laughs> Bye. My name's Alex, and I miss the Nazis. <laughs> no, that's what I heard. I know that's what you heard. That's, that's my like, nar- that's my narrative. <laughs> That's your narrative. That's not at all what I meant. But then Homelander fucking loses it and tells a fuck this poor girl to just jump. Yeah, off jump. Of a, just fucking off jump. A building. So this this is a cool little thing. Uh, it goes into the DC comics because there's a comic where uh, Superman prevents a woman from jumping, but he doesn't do it by snatching her up. He does it by talking to her. Yeah. And I just love that. The opposite. The of opposite. That. He's, he's like, like, today's my celebration day. He's like, you know, you're going to go to hell, right? I'm Jewish. He's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You want know just fucking jump. I don't give a shit. He's like, my girlfriend just died. I'm just done. Well, now you have to jump. Like, yeah. Was, oh yeah, that's the like, part we're just because turned. he told us. He's like, if you don't jump, I'll fucking push you. I'll push you. I'll kill you. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, never mind. I don't want to jump. He's like. That wasn't a question. Yeah. <laughs> I did see a great meme. It's like when you go to your therapist, your, decl- uh, your card is declined, and he's like, why don't you just jump, Susan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just jump, bitch. And it's like, God damn, that's cold as ice. Yeah. But, but another interesting little wrinkle, and I thought it was a, um, a good way to kind of further his mental decline, was through that little rant he gave her. Where he was just like, you know, today's my birthday celebration. You know, Jesus, he's like, like Jesus. Oh my God! And he yeah, compares yeah. himself to Jesus. Yes, and then, and he was all like, uh, "I don't know if this is my actual day. It's, it's just the day Vought decided that we're going to celebrate my birthday. I don't know when my actual birthday is." Yada yada yada. And you just like see him just slowly dripping and de- decline. And I love her like, face the whole time. Like. Do I know too much? I'm yeah. like, now I have to. Oh my god! <laughs> well, that, it, it was him like venting all of that was when she was like, "Never mind, I don't want to jump." He's like, "No, you just do it." She's like, "Wait, what?" He's like, "Just do it." Fuck Suicide you. by proxy. Yeah, it'll make, it'll make me feel better if you jump. Seriously, <laughs> and I love the like her like the fall, mm-hmm. and then the CEO of Vought or no, not the not CEO, but the redheaded chick, the media girl, is just like. Put the camera away, goddammit. <laughs> <Right. laughs> 
I used to feel bad for that woman. By the end of this, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I feel like that was the joke you were making about <laughs> me plucking my yeah, eyebrows. Yeah. Oh, God. She's a fucking sadist. <laughs> uh, she's insane. Not just a sadist. Um, but yeah, episode, we have gone on for 54 minutes. We're only on episode three, Are you three, serious? Y'all. Are we going to have to do like a fucking part two? <laughs> Fuck yeah, we are. <laughs> I was gonna there's say, a lot to unpack. We just got to fucking stay on track. There's a lot, there's a lot to pick apart in this season. Uh, episode three, uh, the Barbie Coast. Barbary. Barbary Coast, yeah. Fuck that extra R. It's Barbie. <laughs> or it's sexy extra B, whatever. Homelander's approval rating among rural white Americans uh, skyrockets, especially the male demographic, uh, subjecting him to less scrutiny from Vought uh, ex- uh, executives, which is very important because this is when they're really starting to mirror our political Current. system yeah, 2016 yeah, yeah it's donald trump let's just go ahead and say yeah it. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well he, but yeah he, but even he's like then. he's like no, no, these are the elites they want to dumb you down yeah blah, it's blah, that blah, whole blah. It's, it's the conspiracy it's, yeah exactly they play into like the whole like uh conspiracy deal with uh, all that shit yeah um and now believing homelander believing himself to be untouchable and now threatening genocide uh pressures annie into reinstating the deep which she really doesn't want to do because of season one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she worked hard to get his ass out of there, and now he's like. But he's reformed uh, yeah, and he has a, his apology. Has I, a love, new I love his new initiation. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, his part like, was. He, it, and it's you know it's it's in the it's in that thing. Yeah, like you know, it's a turkey or something like that. He's gonna yeah, he's open like, the oh, fucking plate. Here you go. Here's your meal. And it's a CGI live octopus mm-hmm. named Timothy. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, because like that's my friend. He's like, put it in your goddamn mouth. But but I, and like his wife, the deep's wife's like, fucking do it. He'll kill us both. Like, <laughs> no, because because at the very beginning, I think she got mad at the octopus because uh, the deep and his new girlfriend are having sex in his room, and you see the octopus in the fucking like yeah. tank. And he's just getting off to the octopus. Yeah, he's yeah. talking to the octopus while he's fucking her. Yeah, <laughs> but like so, so they put it in his mouth, mm-hmm. and I I saw like the, the the behind the scenes on that, and I'm just like that is fucking intense because he's putting marshmallows in his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> and he ad libbed a line. He's praying. <laughs> oh my! Oh, that was ad libbed because that because that, that part is what got me. Oh, was God, like, that was fucking fantastic. Yeah. He's like he's, oh, he's God, praying. Octopus is. Octopi are can s- pray. Yeah. yeah, they are sentient beings. They, I was gonna say they, they are. They have a god. They have a god. Annie is also uh, forced to publicly pose as Homelander's new lover, fearing uh, fearing for the safety of her ex boyfriend Alex slash Supersonic. She pleads with him to not join the Seven because he's part of like this new talent show where they're yeah, gonna like pick a, a new member Soup's of got the talent Seven or some yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a reality show of like who gets to join the Seven, and I just love the breakdown. And it's just like. We can't have a Muslim on the team. I'm just like, God damn. He's like, we can't have uh, Captain Taliban on the fucking oh, team. Oh, I know. It, it just gets super racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, God damn. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, let's add Supersonic. Fuck it. <laughs> By the way, I like his, his fucking... talent is singing a sh- song about being fucking in a boy band in uh, yeah, fucking... fucking 2001 or whatever yeah, the fuck in fucking 16 by the way, by, yeah by the way that song is fantastic yeah he does license, license to drive or whatever yeah. the fuck it's called yeah it's just like you'd have the license to drive me crazy <laughs> now that you're 16 <laughs> it's like the entire time you're like ooh, ooh. and, you know, and, and then like, like ends on that line and you're like oh it's like this is some Lou Pearlman shit <laughs> this is some kiss shit <laughs> Every boy band shit. <laughs> but no. 
but that implies that they were lovers and shit happens with supersonic too. I love her like, backhanded a compliment or backhanded thing she said to Huey. She's like, because he got jealous and she's yeah. like, did you have a did you fuck around with this dude? She's like, oh, it was anal. It didn't count. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's like, I'm she's fucking, like, I'm fucking with, with you, Huey. You jealous piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> So she didn't like shock his dick or something. Like, right. Fucking little prick. <laughs> this is also when uh, Mallory tells the boys that uh, the payback uh, crew wound up assaulting and mutilating Black Noir. And then supposedly Soldier Boy was killed by a Russian super weapon. They're like, well, yeah, no shit. We're after that super weapon. Right. <laughs> but you start getting a lot more backstory on Black Noir. And I really like that. Because Black I Noir thought, shit is so fucking weird. <laughs> it is. But I love his shit in the series. By the way, the guy that played uh, Young Stan in that flashback scene was awesome. The guy that plays uh, the young version of that actor nailed it. (laughs) No, I thought that was really cool, but, but I thought like, uh, black noir was pretty underutilized, like in season one. And then in season two, he was kind of used as kind of like almost as the, the joke. He was like, he was done for a lot of that tense comic moment. So black noir is the greatest slapstick character of the whole yeah. series because they like, he's like, a mute yeah because he's a mute he doesn't talk and you find out why but because his body language says everything mm-hmm. and it get, like even with like Homelander when he addresses the seven he's like you guys need to pick it the fuck up except for you Black Noir you're a beautiful starfish I love you yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the guy whoever plays him uh, his body language fucking nails it well, because see, he's like he doesn't he doesn't have to pay attention because he does his shit perfect all he has yeah. to do is fucking stand there <laughs> yep well see and, and Homelander re- treats him like a fucking brother yeah. oh yeah <laughs> and I think it's the only person that he wound up respecting throughout because everyone because like Homelander will tell his whole fucking problems to him and Black Noir's like doesn't respond or anything yeah he doesn't mouth back. All he has to do all <laughs> has starts to, a thumbs up. He's like, word, motherfucker. All he has yeah. to do is listen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, I, well, you find out through Black Noir's backstory, though, that like he was supposed to be part of like this comedy movie and like all this other stuff. So, he like, was going to be Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> and, and so it's like... You You're not were, even that fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you find out through that that he was supposed... To, like he had humor in his system already. He was, he was predisposed to want to be a funny person. Mm. So for the fact that they pulled that in all the way to season one with his physicality being really humorous and then them pulling back and revealing that little extra piece, that was extremely satisfying for me. Well, any, anytime he's walking around or just interacting with people, it's fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even if it's brutal as shit, it's still fucking hilarious. And that's what I loved about it. So I like that little Easter egg that you know he was supposed to be in Beverly Hills Cop and have a comedy acting role. I like when he finds out that we haven't gotten to where like... Uh, Soldier Boy like appears yet, have we? No, no this is not all flashbacks. Quite. Okay, cool. But Thanks yeah. for the spoiler cap, God. I mean, I would hope everybody. <laughs> I would hope you know. I know. I everybody know. listening to this would have heard it already. Well, I was just playing along with it, being like, "Soldier Boy's dead. Yeah. We've got to find the weapon." And I was still playing along. <laughs> I still think he's coming back next season. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I. And at that point, because, uh, yeah, then that's when Mallory uh, is talking about stuff with Butcher and uh, Ryan lashes out and storms out, and, you know, and Butcher's all well, back and forth, rather. Butcher's doing all that. Ryan feels all dejected. It's it's, it's all bad all the way around. Yeah, it's we a combination. Covered, of, we covered that. Yeah, it's a combination of a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, he uh, he and, uh, has his friend to contact the uh, former boss, Little Nina, uh, to arrange transport to Russia so they can get that weapon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the kind of a thing I didn't like because they could have just done it the way the comics was. Little Nina is actually little. Like she's a little person? Yes. A midget, if you will. <laughs> well, then you wouldn't have liked it. I would have liked it. 
because it just her just like stabbing motherfuckers. It's like <laughs> because she doesn't have superpowers. She's just a little midget. He's just really mean. And she's like, but we well, all know you have things against the. Uh, I don't have things against them. I don't want to be near them. <laughs> what, 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 what it have? Would it have made her uh, scarier? Huh? Would it have made her scarier? Because yeah, because it's like, can you imagine just a little midget walking up behind you, cutting the back of your knee, and being like, "Where's my drugs?" <laughs> <laughs> Like a mob boss, Russian mob boss version. Yeah, she was a Russian mob boss. Yeah. Ruthless bitch. Episode four is the glorious five-year plan in which uh, Butcher meets Nina and negotiates the boys' travel to Russia in exchange for assassinating one of Nina's targets. Oh, yeah, Nina's like, yeah, you got to do me a fucking favor. And the solid is really fucks up. Yeah. Uh, so this is where Butcher kind of like, you know. Uses them. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is where you start seeing like the heel turn a little bit. And he's like, no, no, you're going to send her in there. And like, Frenchie's like, dude, she doesn't want to fucking do that anymore and he's like what what the fuck did you say it's like what? this is a dictatorship motherfucker you're gonna do what as i say no speaking of dicks I, 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 yeah i think the line is like i'm not a fucking gun and he goes the f- the fuck you're not in so yeah. many words yeah. <laughs> bullshit here's your bullets yeah pretty much <laughs> oh they meet this uh sex fiend mob yeah. boss who is really a, this is weird shit but kimiko casually walks in and i was kind of curious how this was going to go me too and it didn't disappoint. No. Because <laughs> uh, she kills a man with a dildo. Yes. She kills multiple men with multiple dildos. Yeah, super, super powerful yeah, he dildos. Pull, he pulls back this, like, fucking, like, closet full of, like, you know, foot-long fucking dildos and shit like that. It, there's it's all themed. Yeah, they're all themed, like Homelander, Black Noir, Starlight even has one. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was fucking hilarious. Well, see, and I love that because I feel like that is a reference to the Marvel-themed ones. They're all fan art, mm-hmm. but someone made, like, a Hulk dildo mm-hmm. where it's, like, massive green and veiny. Hulk smash. And, and, and It'd be funny if you just opened it and there's, like, a Bruce Banner regular size one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic! All oh, it does, all it does Peter is, Parker. All it does, I call this the Peter. All the this, little Peter. All this one does is just spits out science facts. <laughs> it actually turns you off. Yeah. But yeah, so someone made like a whole line of like you know fake uh, mm. Marvel dildos. So I just feel like that was a callback to that one. I like that though, but yeah, just fucking massacres everyone in there. I forget what song was playing, but it was even a fucking banger of a song too. Oh yeah, the, the soundtrack on this is fucking fantastic. <laughs> Again, Amazon Flex. Look what we can use. Yeah, <laughs> because we have Amazon Music. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, and 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 Kamiko definitely feels rather dejected after that mm. specific one. That that was the the murder scene that like clicked with her when oh, she, she was gets just shot like, in the head. Yeah, by a prostitute, and she gets back up, and like they like the Terminator kind of, and, and they are freaking. They're freaking the out because they think, she, they think they're going to get murdered too, and she's like, "No, no, no, no God damn it!" Like and leaves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, no. She's more like, "Yeah," and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Drops the dildo and leaves. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's going to be my ongoing joke she, that's, for that, Kamiko. That's, that's, that's some fucking soprano shit. Just kill somebody and just drop the gun and just kill someone with a dildo and just drop it and leave. Right. <laughs> That kind of happens with like the big mouth Billy Bass in that one episode. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, so uh, Huey winds up learning about the Temp V from Butcher and asks him to use him. Butcher's like, no, 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 you can't have it, Huey. It's a fucking Dewey now Cox thing. He's like, you don't want none of this shit, Huey. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel powerful. <laughs> you don't want none of this shit, Huey. <laughs> I know. It's what it's really like. Well, well Butcher, I think I kind of do. It's like, it, make, it gives you superpowers. It I makes think you I'm, feel all the good feelings. <laughs> I think I might try a little of that. Yep. So he winds up stealing some and takes a 
a dose and kills some of the Russian soldiers uh, secretly guarding the uh, laboratory inside. Uh, and then once they get in there, Butcher discovers a still living soldier boy who then releases an energy blast that renders Kimiko powerless and wounded before escaping. So that was that's the first time we've seen that, that a super's power can completely wipe the power of another. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of works like it could either just, if it depends on how it uses it. So if he, like we see him concentrate it and kill superheroes. Yeah. We see it concentrate and kill people. But Mm -hmm. if if you have, you know, some type of superpower, you have a chance of surviving it. Yeah. So Kamigo gets hit with like a light pop, but it zaps her and she goes through a few walls. So yeah, she's take, she took a beating. Yeah. And it's like, cause even though he has a lot pent up, I would assume this is kind of like their version of carbonite mm. where like his body is just kind of in a stasis mode yeah. where it's not really rejuvenating anything, but it's not also building anything either. Yeah. So he's like a walking nuclear bomb. Yeah. So he, so when he pops out, he's not necessarily at full charge yet either. Mm. So, so that was just a really light pop that she got, but it was still enough to knock the fucking wind out of her sail and not have her rejuvenating powers. Like, we just saw her have yeah and while they're all, even while they're run butcher become still a fucking prick he's like i should be fine it's like no dude she's bleeding the fuck out yeah yeah she's the best like she's the super super over of us so she's she needs help i think the only person he genuinely cares about is huey even then i think i don't think so well he does he does he does things that are nice for huey mm-hmm but he also keeps Huey in the dark, which risks his life every fucking day. I think, but I think a lot of it is guilt, too, because he carries the guilt of his you know little brother around, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which we oh. get to in a few episodes. And I love, I love the fact, you know, just a quick go back. Huey can't be around Newman for a period of time so they can go to Russia. So his bright, bright idea of still just calling in sick is to have Kamiko break his motherfucking arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's like, go, go light. And she's like, Okay, and like I love MM's like you want to bite on this, bro, and she snaps bone. She doesn't like flick his elbow and just like fracture his elbow. She snaps that motherfucker like a toothpick. Yeah, and I'm just like you could have gone light. Like <laughs> why didn't you just like love tap him in the shoulder and dislocate his shoulder or some shit, you bitch? I know it's like well she did. Was that when she still had her powers? Yes. Okay, yeah, 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 you're right. right, right, Yep, yep, yep. Because he needed a reason to be away from Newman because he's scared shitless of Newman. Yeah. I would be, too, if I found out my boss was a head popper like that. I would not want to piss her off nor work for her. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so at that point, uh, during a press conference regarding Homelander's behavior, Newman betrays Edgar by accusing him of corruption, which that was a air sucking moment like it, like i was so excited like i was like oh shit this this episode four this is maybe about halfway through the series this is when things are really going to kick off she's gonna expose she's gonna say some shit and then it was like wait no no fucking homelander walks in being like yeah what were y'all watching what were you expecting yeah, and I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> she's yeah, as this, the rest of them. Yeah, this kind of changes the tone of the show a little bit. A little, yeah, because we don't see Edgar die, but he he's gets still around, whisked away. Yeah, he's he's somewhere, but he's not done. Um, he didn't blow up and half his no, face. No, we away. don't see him, we don't see him get killed. No, but no, I'm do, sure he'll be. It, back. Is a, it is a turn because she wants compound V for her daughter mm-hmm. because she sees where the path of everything's going and she wants her kid to have powers just yeah. be safe on the back end. Yeah. Um, which I can understand that. 
that's totally understandable. You know, with the turn, like if you're seeing something that's actually happening in real time and you know the outcome, prepare for it. Yeah, but I don't know though. It, that that still just felt like an eerie moment, like when he when she got it and like injected her kid and everything. It just mm. it felt like such an eerie like. Uh, yeah, even though the re- the reason was like validated or whatever, it's still cold. Well, that's that's the hard thing about you know. Good, Nobody, good intention you know it's hard to validate that yeah you know, with, with the nasty shit you had to do mm-hmm. and like you know it kind of you know we've, we've all seen stories like that oh we had to do a bunch of nasty shit to get this done it's what we have to do so we're complicated that's all the whole show's about doing yeah. terrible shit to stop other terrible shit yeah mm-hmm. like if, if they didn't do it there'd be right. some ant-man blowing up dicks all over the town <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> And uh, also something we hadn't really mentioned, uh, an- another little ongoing thread throughout this uh, throughout the season has been A Train trying to get back in with his roots a little bit. Yeah. Like we had that we hadn't seen that written that out much in uh, much of the synopsis, but we kind of dig into it by the next episode more. But yeah, mm-hmm. throughout this, A Train's trying to find himself. It's kind of like yeah. Deep, where he's trying to. Uh, uh, bring his redeeming qualities back even though we've seen him kill already yeah yeah and you last know. time we saw a train he basically fucked him out fucked himself up so much he cannot run and that's yeah no, well he can't run without the risk of a heart attack yes yeah. and that's what i like about the this series in particular about how uh, deep and a train are both trying to you know uh, you know, put on a good face, like, oh, we're not so bad. We're trying to be good guys, but then as the series progresses, no, you, they're you still don't, shit heels. They're still shit heels, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so he's getting bullied in the hallway. <laughs> hey, fitty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, like I love, I love that just because it's like he's he's not though, and like, yeah. and like how Homelander is like little side story. Homelander is not built in real life. No, no. The and actor, the, the actor who plays Homelander is straight man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a straight man. Um, so watch Auntie Donna's House yeah. of Fun on Netflix. He he was a character the guy, on the there. Guy that plays, the, the guy, guy that plays him is awesome. Yeah, I would yeah, like. Yeah. I'll see him in anything. So Soldier Boy, the guy who plays Soldier Boy, got ripped for this fucking series, and like he did like the whole superhero training, you know, gymnastics, weightlifting, and he was literally told on set by the guy that plays Homelander. He's like, dude, why the fuck did you do that? They could have made you a suit with muscles. (laughs) (laughs) And like, he sounded so defeated during the interview process. He's like, oh my God. (laughs) He's like, could have made you a suit with muscles. And that's all Homelander is. He looks like Shazam. (laughs) Dude with a tiny head and a big ass body. That's hilarious. Well, fucking Deep's like ripped too. That's that's what he looks like. That's more lean muscle. That's because he swims all the time. That's a whole body workout. And plus that, for that actor, that's probably like maybe a month of training. Yeah, that's probably fine. Yeah, that's just fine for him. Like Maeve, Maeve is built a little bit, but not... Mm -hmm creepy like wonder woman yeah so, so it's like all those actor and actresses that, that's probably like maybe a month of hardcore working out and diet before said if they just like maintain their not maintain but like just don't get fucking fat throughout the rest of the year just like, like a, maintain like a a yeah like a fucking a train yeah but i'll say meanwhile the fucker i think meanwhile a train using like uh fucking uh chris Hem- hemsworth's trainer or some shit yeah, like you're not trying to be thor god uh-huh. of thunder well yeah he's like eating this big ass plate of shit and homelander's like you keep eating that and he's like i need a certain amount of carbs he's like yeah when you ran yeah. <laughs> i like how he like so he's got a super suit and he like pokes his super suit yes. he's like, that doesn't seem lean <laughs> yeah <laughs> you fatty and it, uh, was it uh uh alex uh later tries to a trip yeah. uh a train uh after witnessing getting mistreated by homelander yes, uh, and, and the deep because the deep's 
digging in on him too. The deep wants just to be fucking Homelander's right hand man. Yeah, he'll suck his dick if he yeah. has to. Sp- spineless. That's, yes. that's the deep in this season. Him and his wife. Yeah. And, uh, and at this point, Homelander goes up to Annie and he's like, hey, why don't you come with me? I want to show you something. You, you want to go see something? Hey, come here. I want to show you something. Well, come here. Come it's here. Like, no, not no Hamlet. No Homelander. I really don't want nah, that. Come too on. Bad, too bad. Come here. Come here. I was going to show you something. Come here. Well, he, does, he does the whole thing. He goes, well, let's just fly out. Or she's like, well, I can't fly. He's like, that's okay. Zip. Yeah. yeah. But it's because Supersonic let A-Train in on the information. Yeah. And he so betrayed him. Yep. Yeah. And then he got turned into a pile of mush. Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, A-Train was told. Not A-Train. Uh, Supersonic was told to uh, be quiet. Uh, he did not and got his uh, jaw ripped off. Yeah. He got eviscerated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and just like Starlight just like powering up for a second. He's like, do it. Fucking do it, you stupid bitch. Yeah. yeah. He's like, try. <laughs> try. Although it is interesting, though, because at the end we see her power up and then blast um, uh, Soldier Boy. Mm-hmm. And that knocks his ass back pretty good. So she well, that's, that's like an amped up version, oh, like, an, true, an enraged true. version. Yeah, oh yeah, with all, but like she all the lights, lights the studio. The whole too. thing about her is she sucks energy from around her from a certain like light. She sucks in light energy, and that's actually a really cool superpower. Like take it, like put it in the, like a Marvel series or something. Like yeah. outside of the boys, that's was, a cool power. There set. was a one in Marvel called Sunburst. Who would do that shit? Who was kind of useless during the day? Do solar flares? Well, yeah, they'd suck up sunlight and just blast it. It was a cool little character, it's but like Krillin or some shit. Yeah, Krillin. <laughs> the, the S though, the fucking C tier character. Yes, <laughs> he gets first one to die every season. They cannon fodder Krillin. <laughs> yeah, and then at that point, Homelander is just like, look. You can't plan shit. My boys are going to tell me about mm. your boys, and yeah. I'm going to kill people that try planning against me. So, um, are you my girl or not? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have a choice. And that's where they kind of leave episode four. But I tell you what, since we've already had a pretty full episode, let's split this bitch into two parts, and we'll be right back next week with the wrap-up of The Boys Season three but for this episode i've been alex this is cap and chris do you have any final thoughts on part one because we're gonna have to do the stranger things also part one of the boys season three i think a highlight of this is just seeing like even if you were to like if they did this as a two-parter in like the show kind of like stranger things was this would have been the spot to stop it would have and that's why i was like yeah this is a good time to pause this one too because a great a great part of this was if you noticed if you go back and watch it the end of this episode they're driving away the boys are they're driving away and Huey has his fucking arm hanging out the window, and he has power for the first time. Because mm-hmm. he used it earlier. And that is the first thing they've ever done with him to make him resemble Huey in the comics as a monster. I was going to say, because you so, see kind of that build yeah. up a little bit. Yeah, and so I think the storytelling alone of them trying just to do the comics, because they can never do it verbatim, yeah. because it would be NC-17. <laughs> <laughs> you can only watch it on Pornhub. Right. But, uh, <laughs> 